BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Time to rise and grind right here on the SportsGrid Network. Sirius XM Channel 159. Donnie Wright's out here. Joe Ranieri on a Monday from an impact weekend but over the next two hours we got a lot of time to bring you every single hot topic you need to know to get your monday started joe ranieri on this monday good morning always a pleasure i'm a little bit bummed out though uh you know last week we we were up uh you know bright and early we had golf we had a little tennis we had a little something going on around the world not a whole lot going on right around now on this monday though championships were secured let's get to the seven and seven the hottest topics Mm. on the sports landscape which included the open championship ended with american brian Harmon punching his ticket minus 13 in the open his first major championship and my goodness was he good joe yeah, I mean, uh, all five foot six of them. Uh, he was uh, he was the biggest dude out there. Uh, make no mistake about it. You know, it makes me feel better, Donnie. See what happens. Doesn't make a difference how big you are in golf. As long as you put the ball in the fairway and then put it on the green and then pot, you're going to win yourself some uh, some tournaments, even a major championship or two. Yeah, sensation all the way through. We'll get to that in the next segment. But also, it can throw you off a little bit. It's like, oh, that's Brian Harmon? Well, his PGA Tour shot here where it takes a look at, okay, okay uh, maybe it was taken three, four, five, I don't know, five years ago. It's got a full head of hair. Takes his hat off now, Joe. No hair there. So, way to go, Brian Harmon, on a championship at the mm-hmm. Open. Zoom calls? You ever been on a Zoom call here? How about this? Trying to preserve the running back position. The superstars of the NFL at running back join on a call to try to make things better for running backs? Well, I, you know, I, I was wondering, did Zeke Elliott just, uh, could he not connect? Uh, was that yeah, the problem? I go, oh, he wasn't on the call. Oh, um, I'm not quite sure what the Zoom call was supposed to uh, figure out, or I don't know if this was like a group effort, like maybe we're all just going to, we're going to boycott. I, I don't know what the hell they were doing on the Zoom call, but hey, at least they all got to hang out with one another. Yeah, it's pretty impressive what they're trying to drum up business while the NFL is like, hey, you know, we'll pay if you mean a lot more to the game. And the running backs are saying, we do mean a lot to the game. We'll see what happens in the future. But I can almost guarantee this. The running back position is not just going to get paid because why, Joe? They want to get paid. We'll see what happens there. I'll tell you about another Mm. guy looking to get paid here. Super Bowl champion Chris Jones, not in camp. And it says the two quote-unquote camps, meaning Chris Jones camp and the Chiefs camp, very far apart on a new deal here, Joe. 
Well, he's, this is the final year of the, what, $80 million deal he signed back in uh, in 2020. So I think he's going to make just about uh, $20 million uh, this year. And he doesn't really want to step on the field without a new deal in place. And I don't know how they, they're going to have to get creative, Donnie, because they're just about dead last in cap space here are the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. So it'll be interesting to see how long this drags out at 50 k a day if he don't show up. Now, how about this? Are we sure that he's not just holding out because the running back position is not paid and he wants to show solidarity? It's a good point. It's a solid point, dude. He, you know, they are. Uh, it's a brotherhood there in the NFL. They stand uh, for one another there. Certainly is a brotherhood. By the way, if you can catch it, Lionel Messi. Hey, look, he's not going to get an anytime oh. goal score. Oh, my goodness. What's a, what a disappointing opening night here for him and Inter-Miami. And my goodness, a lightning bolt late in that game on a free kick. Messi just shows you why he is the best in the world. This uh, this town is all messied out, man. Uh, you have no idea. At, uh, if you are anywhere near I-95 trying to uh, time to drive past Fort Lauderdale and there is yep. an Inter-Miami game going on, just stay home. Don't even bother. It is out of control, the excitement down here. Yeah, good stuff overall as we welcome in the radio audience here. You're watching and listening live on a Monday morning edition of the Early Line Sports Grid Network Series. XM Channel 159 down your right side and Joe Ranieri here. The NBA, look, we talked about the NFL. New ownership groups coming in, buying the Washington Commanders. How about new ownership groups here, buying the Hornets here? But interesting. James Dolan goes, you know what? I don't think this is a very good deal. Who knows why? Because maybe it's just James Dolan there. In his defense, I'm not really sure he understood what team was being sold. He thought it was the Knicks. Uh, so I, I can understand how James Dolan got a little bit confused there. But no, no, James, it, it was the Charlotte team, not the Knicks. It's okay. You don't have to vote against it. Uh, it was happening with or without you. Yeah, I want to. I, I would love to somebody get him in front of a microphone to see exactly why he said that. Just probably something ridiculous. Oh, Michael Jordan's really good for the league. We wanted to keep him in here. Who knows? But when you're the only guy voting against something, I'm sure those answers probably aren't going to come to fruition for us. I'll tell you what, Kemba Walker, your 33-year-old, still trying to hang on in the NBA? Probably not. Overseas, he goes a one-year contract with A.S. Monaco. I don't, uh, you know, I mean, listen, hey, uh, kudos to him for uh, playing in it. Yeah, it's a competitive league and, you know, being top of mind, right? Because uh, inevitably somebody may need his services uh, once the uh, season gets going here with injuries and everything else. But wasn't he just an all-star? Some Like, wasn't he just in the all-star game? And now he's in Europe. Um, okay, I guess. Trying to extend that career. By the way, if you missed it on Friday night, we haven't been on the air on the early line since then. The United States 3, Vietnam 0. But I want to take this time to say, here's where my profit boost was used here, Joe Ranieri. On the Team USA to be up two goals at the half, which they were. And also an Alex Morgan goal in the first half. So as I watched, I was like, ah, it might not work out in my favor. A penalty shot comes out of the high heavens, which Alex Morgan did take. And, of course, she was stopped and then stopped again on the rebound, so I did not cash that ticket. But Team USA did win. Championships we're talking about, including the Open Championship next. Brian Harmon, what a round here. We'll be right back. Mm. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Right back here, hour number one, new week, new money, absolutely. But by the way, talking about new week, new money, how about Brian Harmon's account exploding by $3 million this week? Why is that? He won the Open Championship and was absolutely sensational at a minus 13 here. Six shots clear of Jason Day, Tom Kim, Sepp Straka, and John Rahm. We have some words from Brian Harmon after the tournament ended. Uh, Brian, you um, had that wonderful round on Friday, and then you uh, had a couple of bogeys early on Saturday and again today. Um, you showed some serious resilience. What was going through your mind, particularly today, after those two early bogeys? Because like, a lot of men in your situation probably would have capitulated or might have um, shown further weakness throughout your round, but you held firm. After I made the second bogey yesterday, a guy, when I was passing him, he said, Harmon, you don't have the stones for this. That helped. That was, the, that was the motivation? Yeah, that helped a lot. I think he was a uh, – anyway, that, that helped. I mean, it just helped snap me back in like, you know, that I, I'm good enough to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to go through my process, and the next shot's going to be good. So it was a case of trying to prove any doubt was wrong? You know, I'm not going to give that guy any more. I shouldn't have given him credit right there. Uh, but, I mean – yeah, I just just the just the resilience, just knowing I, I knew I was gonna make, you know, I, I figured at some point that I was not I was gonna hit bad shots. I mean, it just with the weather and the the scenario, you're gonna hit bad shots, and I knew that the way I responded to that would determine whether I'd be sitting here or not. I don't. Congrats. Thank you. Joe, we see a lot of major championships here in golf. A lot of people get out the early leads, three, four, five-shot leads. The weekend comes, they can't hold up. Why? Because of all of the pressure. That wasn't the case here for Harmon. 67-65, then round 369, round four in the rain, a 70. He was unflappable in this competition. So, and, and, you know, I, I don't know why we should be surprised here given the fact that i believe the number was uh, after yesterday that uh, out of the last eight rounds that at a at the open championship with him uh that was the only round he wasn't in the 60s and he shot 70 yesterday but he also had a ridiculous lead and didn't need to go low uh yesterday in order to win uh very tiger-esque if you will here never really in doubt every time uh he got in trouble it was just unbelievable the way he bounced back. But, hey, listen, that, that that's why he was 13 under. And, I mean, this wasn't even close, Donnie. It wasn't even remotely close. And as you can tell in that interview, 
he got a chip on his shoulder, this guy. Um, he's been told far too long, apparently, that uh, you're too small. You don't hit the ball far enough. You know, he's one of he's in the bottom uh, third when it comes to driving distance on the tour, and everyone makes a big deal of that. Yet he's still driving the ball 295, 297 yards. So it's not like it's not like he's 220 off the tee here, people. But the reality is. What a difference when you hit the ball into the fairway, then you hit the green, and oh yeah, he happens to be one of the best putters in the game right now, and that helps when you go overseas there and play in link-style golf courses. I mean, how about the round two? Let's just take a look, because when you sleep on the lead there, there's a lot of worries. I want to get out to a good start. I hope the, some of those guys don't make a big-time charge. He bogeys hole number two, then bogeys the par five hole five. So he's plus two on the day, and all of a sudden, you're starting to see some doubt creep in from the gallery. Can guys catch him? John Rahm now within three shots. He goes out six and seven. Birdie, birdie. Back nine here, Joe. Actually, bogeys hole 13. Uh-oh, coming down the stretch. Going to get a little bit tougher. Birdies at 14 and 15. And again, just saying unflat these are the things you know you're always going to face adversity particularly in a championship yep. golf tournament with a lot of rainy conditions on a tough golf course he was fantastic and right he was a runaway he wasn't protected a one or two shot lead he was protecting lee going you know what let me just go out and go fairway to green fairway to green two puck get out of there no worse case than a a bogey but he ends up with four birdies on his final round and runs away with it and you're right you see him sitting in the chair there he's not a big guy i remember back in the 1990s Corey mm -hmm. Payne went in the u.s open at chinnacock hills you don't have to be a monster six foot five, you know, DeChambeau plowing the golf ball 400 yards. If you just hit the ball in the right spots, you can win championships. And he certainly did that. And by the way, this wasn't one of those where we were saying to ourselves, hey, everybody looking at Harmon pre-tournament. He was a 110 to one to win this tournament, Joe. Yeah, no, he was a uh, he was a bomb, and even after round one, as you can see, I yep. mean, the fact that he yep. was eighteen, but and I'll even go to say it because I, you know, I I bet him going into Sunday, Donnie, I couldn't believe he opened up under minus two hundred uh, to win the tournament, uh, and yes. that was what you could have got him yesterday, uh, you know, yesterday morning, and I'm saying, listen, I mean, I'm not laying two dollars for anything, but in this particular case. Who was going to get him? Uh, he had already, you know, again, we're talking seven of the last eight. It might as well have been eight of the last eight. His golf game is made for link-style courses where it doesn't matter if you hit the ball 400 yards. The only thing that matters is you can find the ball. And that's exactly what he did. Every time off the tee, you knew exactly where the ball was going. He picked apart that place, and you still could have got him even yesterday at a ridiculous value under minus 200 was, uh, was free money. If you see the actual, you know, lineup here, the final, um, the final leaderboard, excuse me, Jason Day, Tom Kim, Straka, Rahm, all at seven under. Then you had Rory McIlroy and Grio at six under, a couple five unders and four yep. unders. I was actually saying this at the end of Friday's, at the end of the Friday's round. Boy, this would be an awesome tournament, Joe, if... Brian Harmon wasn't in it because there was going to be so much yeah. drama heading into the weekend and also on Sunday with a ton of guys lined up anywhere between seven under to five under to six under, four under. You get the picture here. But Harmon was so good that yep. even though most of us, if you didn't have a Brian Harmon ticket, and quite frankly, how many people actually had an outright Brian Harmon ticket, were you saying to yourself, boy, I wish you would fold up just so we can get some drama. The drama never came there, but also most of the drama here yeah. comes where you're placing your wagers. Did you get a top 20, a top 10? How did you fare? And how 
about this? One better here at the FanDuel Sportsbook placed $1,000 on Brian Harmon to win the Open Championship before the tournament won. How nice is that to wake up? Hey, you know, I was away for the weekend. What happened? Whoa. Look at $121,000 in my account. By the way, was that you, Joe? Did you place the 1000 on Brian Harmon? No, no, I didn't. But I listen. I I know uh, I know a lot of guys that that bet this uh, on a consistent basis, and uh, every one of them were consistent in their uh, idea that the Harmon should not be a triple digit guy to win this tournament by any stretch. I mean, even his top ten, his top twenty, his top five—they were all undervalued. Like we were undervaluing for his game and the way it has been leading up to this moment. And again, the guy's game is made for link style courses. I, I think even people were hesitant, but he won this tournament after shooting sixty-five on Friday. Don, that was yeah. that was it. When everybody else was out there struggling, and the weather wasn't terrible. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, um, but yeah. he went out and shot 65, backed up uh, a 67 on day one, shoots a 65, and that tournament was over heading into the weekend. By the way, I, I thought there might have been some pressure put on because John Rom shot 63 in round three. It would have been interesting to see yeah. if the weather was really nice on Sunday. But having said that, you know, it's saying like, oh, if it really was nice, maybe Rom could shoot 63. Well, Harmon probably would have shot 65 again if the weather was really nice on Sunday. He was that dialed into his game. Let me ask you this question, too, because so many times you see championships won, a first-timer, a first which Brian Harmon finally winning and breaking through here in a major championship. He's had more top 10 finishes than anybody on the tour since oh, 2017. Yes. So it's not as if this guy just came out of nowhere, like, wow, a bottom 100 exactly. guy just, you know, came up big. But also, big ramifications on making the Ryder Cup. This is one of those guys where maybe you didn't have all that much on your radar or maybe just outside it. He looks like he's ready to challenge for that and take some spots there on that team. And it's something that he has wanted for a very long uh, time. Didn't make the President's Cup a couple of years ago. Was apparently distraught yeah. about it. This guy's about as American as Amer as apple pie, man. And he wanted to represent uh, the country. And you saw Zach Johnson after he won it. He was one of the yeah. first guys, the captain of the Ryder Cup team, greeting him going, welcome to the team. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> we're going to hear more from Brian Harmon before it's all said and done. Yeah, you want to close the door on making a Ryder Cup, go out there and win the Open Championship. That's the way to get it done. By the way, Major League Baseball, a lot of teams getting it done over the weekend here. Standings are changing. Come on back. It's the early line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact.
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Major League Baseball headlines coming out of the weekend. A lot of things have changed here. It's Joe and Donnie here on a Monday morning. New week, new money. Let's get after it. Let's talk about the San Diego Padres. Now, yesterday, dropped a 3-1 decision going up against the Tigers and say, okay, that doesn't help. But keep in mind, the bigger picture. After struggling in Philadelphia of losing three or four games, they go to Toronto, win that series. They go to Detroit and win that series. Now coming back home against the Pittsburgh Pirates. But the question is, can they win another series? The question for me is, we're about a week away from the trade deadline here. Juan Soto's name keeps popping up here. But the question being for the Padres are, do we think we can make a run at this thing? Roughly 10 games back in the West and also six games out of a wild card position. Now, you might say to yourself, Joe, oh, six games, you can make that up over eight, August and September. You have to remember, it's not just winning like six games in a row. you got to jump like six teams in those six games to actually get into the playoffs. Are we looking at the Padres who go, you know what? Let's wait this week out and see if we can win another few series. Or is it already done where management's going, you know what? We're not re-signing Juan Soto. We're not going to lose him for anything. Let's pick up a couple prospects. We still have a very good baseball team and can still make a run. What do the Padres do after winning these back-to-back series, Joe? I mean, you got to win the games you're supposed to win. You can't have Musgrove on the mound who goes out and, for the most part, I mean, gave up a couple of uh, home run, you know, solo shots, nothing crazy. He only gave up three runs, six innings, seven hits, uh, struck. Like, you can't lose this game against Detroit. Like, and this has been the problem, Donnie, all year long with them. They're not winning the games they're supposed to win. Uh, You know, winning a series at this point, like, all right, well, we won the series that's not going to get it done when you're i mean you're 10 games out of it donnie for a reason why is that reason because you have underperformed and you haven't beaten the teams and you haven't won the games you're supposed to i mean it's a nice step in the right direction but as far as i'm concerned it's a little too little too late with this padres team I still look at that team, Joe, and they are so, so talented and still would be so talented Mm -hmm. without Juan Soto on the team. But it looks like it just hasn't worked out yet. If you have a team that powerful and healthy right now, you've had April, May, June, and the most part of July here and still well back in your division and the wild card race. I think it does make sense to move on from Soto. And again, there's no saying they can't make the playoffs without Juan Soto. They'll get a couple good prospects back. We'll see what happens in that one. Now, you brought up a key point here. Winning games against teams that you're supposed to beat. That was the New York Yankees over the weekend hammering the Royals. Three straight wins now for the Yankees. Now, technically, they're still in last place in their division, but that's how good the AL East is. They're only two games back out of the wild card. And Whoa! Anthony Rizzo. Welcome into the 2023 season by hitting his first home run in, I don't know, felt like decades. Yeah, well, I mean, four for four day. I mean, that was huge uh, because he has been absolutely abysmal uh, over the last uh, month or so. Um, And it's kind of amazing, Donnie, that this is a team now. um, I believe they're now 18 and 22 without judge, which is not great. But um, this is the first series sweep since when they did it against Cincinnati back in middle of May. So this has been a rough go of it for the Yankees. And we had said going into the series, right, heading into the weekend, 
Like you can't you can't get right against the Royals. I don't know, you know, then stick a fork in it and it's time to move on. And uh, they won the games they were supposed to win. And yes, uh, 8-5 win. Kudos. Maybe this is a spark here to get Rizzo back on track, which, every listen, everybody needs to pitch in because it does look like Torres might have hurt himself in, in this game as well. Yeah, we'll see what happens with the Yanks moving forward, but it is nice to get a few wins under wraps here and also the mm. trade deadline come up. We'll see if the Yankees will be active there. I'll tell you one team that's been active this entire season. It's the Cincinnati Reds. Just when you thought the season was slipping away, losers of six straight games. Yep, that's the Reds. Young pitching staff, players, you know, they can't hold up their end of the bargain the entire way through and just mash their way to a division championship. They've now won five straight games, which includes a sweep of the Arizona Diamondbacks. This team is a lot of fun to watch, but they're showing some of those growing pains where lose six, win five, the roller coaster continues. But that's good vibes now for the Reds here heading into the trade deadline where we might have said to ourselves, oh, look at that, seven, eight game losing streak. Yep, we're not going to be sellers we're not going to be buyers let's let this thing work out but now you got a nice win streak going if they can keep it going here that front office might be able to help them out getting a bat or two getting a pitcher or two good vibes for the reds here that's a big time series victory and excuse me series sweep over the diamondbacks well, it's nice. I mean, because it's something you needed after coming off a you know horrific losing streak coming out uh, of the All-Star break. So you seem to have righted the ship a little bit. The Diamondbacks, another terrible one for nine with runners in scoring position. Uh, two and seven on this road trip uh, was not great for Arizona. But I'll tell you that, kudos. But it's not going to mean anything if you don't go in to Milwaukee in this series that starts tonight and you don't handle business. They are 2-8 and eight against their, uh, their division rivals here in this one uh, so far this season. Milwaukee has owned them. So if you want to be taken seriously, you better level up here against uh, a team in your division that has had your number. And uh, we'll see. It should be a great uh, couple of games here coming up. By the way, Tom Tom Petty had a song called Free Falling here. Why would we bring that up right mm. now? That looks like that is your Tampa Bay Rays, an impressive series, not from the Rays, from the Orioles, in a showdown mm. of teams mm. looking to grasp control of first place in the AL East and was the Orioles taking three or four games, which included a 5-3 to three victory on Sunday. Break up the Orioles. Nobody out there can now officially say, well, still early in the season, we didn't expect a lot from the Orioles. This team is 61-38, and 38, and the best team in the AL East, even after Tampa Ray, the Tampa Bay Rays' historic start. Good stuff by the O's. So they came in uh, the start of July. They were six and a half games behind uh, Tampa. They're now too clear. Uh, they have been absolutely rolling. 12 uh, wins in their last 15 games, and they're doing it against pretty decent uh, competition, too, as well. And they're getting it done. I, I mean, what else can you say? Everybody, the young guys uh, are all contributing. The bullpen has been really, really good. And if you're Tampa... I, you know, Donnie, I hate to say I saw you, I told you so, but I, you know, that was unsustainable. The, that hitting that you had early in the year was unsustainable. And now the question is, are they ever going to get back to a place where they can even sniff that kind of success? I've got my doubts.
Yeah, it's going to be tough because once you lose that momentum, it's hard to get it back. Mm-hmm. But at least they didn't lose that momentum like September 15th heading towards the playoffs. Right. It's a long way to go. We'll see if they do make some changes here at the deadline. Typically not making those boomer bust moves here. Just trying to fortify maybe a bullpen position. But things certainly aren't looking up in the upper direction, as we like to say, here for the race. Let's keep it moving. The Braves beat the Brewers on Sunday 4-2. to two, And look at that. Take a series over the Brewers. But also, the Brewers still maintain that slight lead over the Cincinnati Reds. Yeah, and late uh, too. I mean, they uh, they won it yeah. there. It was uh, they were looking in trouble here, and, and the Brewers are just proving to be a giant pain in the uh, in the butt for some teams here. Uh, Ten games above uh, five hundred here, but uh, once again, the bats bail out uh, Atlanta here. You know, they're getting it from every part of that lineup, uh, too, Donnie, which is what makes this team so scary. And they are, and I don't care what anybody says, they are, without a doubt, including the Dodgers, they are the best team in Major League Baseball. And that lineup is the best by far, one through nine. Good luck trying to get a hold of this Braves team. Yeah, it's really good. You can only hold down that lineup for so long, and Ozzy mm. Albee is an eight-inning three-run to put them over the top here. I'll tell you a team that was looking to maybe get put over the top and say, you know what, front office, don't sell us short just yet. Well, now the front office is probably going to sell this team short. What team is that? The St. Louis Cardinals won the first game in Chicago. That nice little win streak they had evaporates by losers on Friday. Saturday and Sunday, and now it's probably pretty much official. This team is going to be up for sale over the next couple days up to the deadline. All those vibes say, you know what? Maybe they're turning the corner. Don't give up on it. This is still a division they can challenge. They can't challenge anything here. And big names I expect to be on the move for the St. Louis Cardinals, Joe. Oh, well, I mean, let's not stick a for him just yet. I don't know if you know this, but Wainwright <laughs> has just come off the uh, the old uh, person. So, I mean, uh, the uh, the IL, and he'll be pitching uh, tonight against Arizona. So, yeah, so then, you know, not all hope is lost when you've got a 60-year-old uh, that's uh, going to have to save your season and is probably going to give up uh, 15 runs uh, in the first three innings here tonight. I'm just saying, um, whatever Cardinal jersey you may own, recently that you just got um yeah you you may want to start investing in maybe something towards the future because half of these guys aren't going to be here in another uh, in another week or so Maybe they bring back Yachty, maybe pull holes, get the band back together. Yeah. Maybe Matt Holiday could be available for a couple of bats here, but a 7-2 to loss there. The air certainly out of the bag there for the Cardinals. How about the Dodgers? Now, the Dodgers do pick mm. up a series victory against the Rangers, but my goodness, you're looking to do even more damage on Sunday. A grand slam in the first inning to take a 4 to nothing lead. The final score, 8-4. to four. Oh, yeah, the Dodgers won 8-4. No, no, no. The Dodgers lost 8-4. to four. Nice comeback there for the Rangers on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah, and uh, they, st- you know, uh, obviously Seager uh, was hurt, I think, in game one there. So uh, it was, uh, they didn't have uh, all of their guys, but that was a game they needed out. to have. Yeah. And, yep, I mean, four not, it was, like you said, four not on top of the first, but by the time oh, you yeah. finished the second, Texas was up 5-4. So that's, you know, Texas has got the win with that formula. Is that sustainable, Donnie, is my question. 
I, I mean, look, that's a really good team. And again, we still are on that precipice of let's see what happens this week mm-hmm. in the trade deadline. Which teams are going to fortify, you know, the front line starting pitching, getting an extra bat. We'll see if that happens. The Rangers are an exciting team, but then again, so are the Dodgers. And those t- two teams probably bidding on the same players yep. here at the trade deadline. We'll see how that factors in. Also, keep in mind, the NFL. We're a week away from August right now. Training camps in full effect. Most teams, full training camps by tomorrow. Let's talk about it right here. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Let's talk some NFL action. Well, apparently, not a ton of action on the field just yet, but it is nice to see those clips and everybody, I guess, anointing the New York Jets world champions already because of a few completed passes here from Aaron Rodgers to Garrett Wilson, and away we go. But... There's bigger news out here, Joe Ranieri. Apparently, the running backs have banded together and say, not on our time are you going to do away with our position here. So, I don't know where this actually came about, but it's interesting that one position group is banding together. And on Saturday, there was a Zoom call to discuss their declining market. We're talking about the NFL running backs here. On this call, Joe Ranieri, Saquon Barkley, Derrick Henry, Josh Jacobs, Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, Tony Pollard, Nick Chubb, Najee Harris, Aaron Jones, Joe Mixon, and J.K. Dobbins, some of the biggest backs in the game. Now, if I were to allow you, or hopefully, Joe, you might have been involved on this phone call. How did this actually go? Like, okay, everybody here, all right, let's get the meeting started. Please tell me how this meeting actually went. Uh, hey, man, are, are you uh, are you happy with how much you're getting paid? No, man. Oh, that, that stinks, <laughs> man. That really. How about, how about you? No, no. Oh, uh, anything we can do about it? No? Okay, listen, good talking, you guys. Uh, Well, uh, let's do this again uh, real soon because absolutely nothing could come from this because they have 
no leverage. And I don't know if they needed to reiterate that themselves, um, but the reality is this is not something that just happened. It's been happening since, oh, I don't know, about six, seven, eight years ago. I mean, even Joe Mixon had to restructure his contract to take less money here. They're always going to devalue the RB spot, Donnie, and why is that? Well, if you were worth it, if they couldn't replace you with a practice player, if they uh, if they don't if they felt as if you were a commodity that was irreplaceable, we wouldn't be having this conversation. The reality is that's exactly what you are in this NFL, where quarterbacks, wide receivers. Everybody matters except you because you can be replaced. Plus, you have the shortest shelf life, Donnie. I, I mean, none of that has changed. Am I missing something? No, you're not missing anything at this point. The, the evolution of the game is changing, which, again, back in the day, the mm. premier position was running back. That's no longer the case for anymore. You win with quarterbacks. You win with a passing game. This doesn't surprise anybody. And by the way, on that Zoom call, was everybody just yelling at Christian McCaffrey, saying, like, why are you even here? Like, you got a monster. I, why was why he on participating? it? <laughs> did, did he show his paycheck? Like, he's like, hey, guys, if you're really good, you can achieve this along with me here. Look at my payday. I mean, Derrick Henry's had multiple paydays. It's interesting the approach we're taking now nick chubb was basically saying like everybody else there's not really too much we can do and there was a tweet that came out from pro football talk with their suggestion was no running backs participate next year in the offseason program which nfl gms would go okay well we'll just throw the football all over the place but we know in the nfl here's why people say like always you gotta stick together you gotta sell out you know you gotta take one for the team nfl players lifespans joe are so short they can't be like baseball they go hey i've broken at 21 I could play to him 35 as a DH or a first yep. base or an outfielder. You can't do that in the NFL. One season throwing it away is basically 25% of a really good NFL player's career of being four years. You can't afford to do it. Now, granted, there will be running backs are always going to be needed. We understand that. But getting back to, hey, Joe, let's start the game, double tight end sets, and give Nick Chubb 37 carries in his game, and we'll pay him accordingly. That doesn't work anymore in the NFL. The evolution of the game will be, hey, if if I'm a high school running back, I want to make some money? No. When I go to college, I'm going to be a wide receiver. I'm going to be a defensive back. I'm going to turn into a linebacker. That's what's going to happen here. But it's interesting to me to see the woe is me attitude, not from the running backs themselves, but a lot of people in the media going like, yeah, we have to take care of the situation. In what market are NFL GMs going, you know what, this isn't fair. Uh, quarterbacks, can we ask you to take a significant pay cut so we can just have a separate salary cap for the running back position? Did anybody do this, Joe Ranieri, for fullbacks. What happened to fullbacks? Every team had multiple mm -hmm. fullbacks. Now you're lucky to find three teams in the NFL feels like with a fullback. Well, I, I, I get the idea that you're, you're certainly stronger together than you are individually, right? I mean, I think Correct. that's fair, yes. right? So, you know, e Eckler understands that, you know, collectively as a group, we are we have more power if we remain unified in uh, sticking together and being like, this is ridiculous, maybe, just maybe we can get some better compensation out of it, but they're going to need, they need the help of the players. It's a, there's a lot of things that, uh, that they need to happen, but the idea, and I think Nick Chubb nailed it, uh, uh, and I'm so glad to, to see somebody at the voice of reason uh, going, listen, 
we're stuck. You know, this is not this is not really this wasn't created by us, this group here. This happened, yeah. you know, uh, almost a decade ago. This was beginning to happen. It needed to be addressed then, not now, because quite honestly, there's not a whole heck of a lot that can be done. But, you know, Christian McAfee, outlier, you know, Derrick Henry, um, you know, the argument made Chubb means more to Cleveland than, I don't know, Amari Cooper or, you know, pick. But some of these guys that were on this call, like, yeesh. Um, listen, if really, if you went away tomorrow, do you think, you know, what's their wins above replacement, uh, Donnie? Like, what is Austin Eckler's win? Like, be quiet. Like, sit down, go away. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is one thing. Derek Henry, one thing. The rest of those guys? Yeah, you know, I, I don't know what to tell you. Um, getting a new skill, unless they can figure out a new skill collectively, I'm not quite sure how they're going to make any more money. Like, just go back, let's just say, a decade, right, in the Super Bowl championships. Mm -hmm. Look at the quarterbacks that have won those Super Bowl championships, and look at their starting tailbacks who have won those championships. And you tell me who led that team to the championship here and who would be expendable. And, oh, yeah, we could just get a sixth or seventh round rookie out here who can start in the Super Bowl as long as we have a Patrick Mahomes. Now, if you're talking about the Chiefs and getting guys paid, well, Chris Jones, one of the better players in the National Football League, not a running back and a defensive tackle, which is a premium position for far apart here now this is one of those deals where you see a running back like hey we're far apart yeah good luck you're probably going to sit this one out i would expect chris jones to come into camp with a new deal but it is a little bit alarming as you brought up it's not as if a lot of nfl teams at this stage of the season are flush with with cap space they've already made their free agent signings they've accounted for the rookies and also now saying okay who can we pick up which maybe we can extend or move some money around chris jones basically wants that contract taken away and a massive <sighs> new deal done do we see any trouble on the horizon here with Chris Jones and also the Chiefs? Well, I mean, he's 29, right? So he is, um, you know, he's finishing that deal already that he got that first one uh, at a big price, what, $80 million, right? So he's still $19.5 million yeah. plus incentives, $20 million plus. He's going to be on tag. Now, I don't blame him. Um, you know, for wanting to, hey, let's settle this before I hit the field here and knock on wood, something ridiculous happens, you know? So I don't blame him for trying to get uh, paid here. But again, at this point, there's not a whole lot of uh, cap space here for them. They are, uh, they've got an awful lot of money, I believe, tied up in a guy. What's his name? Um, oh, yeah, Mahomes. They've got an awful lot of money uh, tied up with him right now. And this was always going to be the byproduct of giving Mahomes that amount of money right at some point you were not going to have enough to be able to get a guy like Chris Jones locked up how many years does he have left I mean prime years he's 29 we're going to have what at least two three more years here right I, I'd give him 32 uh is he Aaron Donald is he you know and he's watching Jeffrey Simmons Aaron Donald uh Hargrove I, I, you know he's watching uh, Quentin Williams all of these dudes just signed these monster deals over the offseason and Chris Jones is like hello um I got the rings um I've been you know, defensive player to get like what what you know what else do I have to do I don't blame him but there's only so much money to go around when you have Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback 
And by the way, the Chiefs better watch out here that Patrick Mahomes here, Joe, doesn't be like, hey, you know what? I'm looking at my average oh, yes. uh, year value here, and I think I want a new deal. Now, Chris Jones would be upset about that. Cause, okay, hey, we signed you to a half-billion-dollar contract. Let's see if we can extend you even more money. The Chiefs probably would be happy to do that. By the way, Andy Reid saying he's a little bit surprised Chris Jones didn't report. He's been around the league long enough to be not surprised with star players wanting more money and not showing up to day one or two of training camp here. But also... Kadarius Tony injured. Newsflash. Yeah. Kadarius Tony is always injured. If you go back to his Giants days, I remember when they were just showing up to like rookie OTAs. And they're like, well, why isn't Kadarius Tony practicing? He has a problem with his cleats and is, you know, can't fit into him, so he can't run routes. This is the, like on the field, unbelievably talented. But the question always, Joe, is can you actually get him on the field? It's always been a problem, but that's an even bigger oh, problem now for Kansas City because you lost Juju Smith-Schuster, you, you lost McCall Hardman, so Kadarius Tony was supposed right. I mean, this is the guy that was supposed to elevate and be the number one because Marquez Valdez-Scantling isn't doing it. Sky Moore isn't doing it. Rasheed Rice is not doing it. So, I mean, granted, and I'm always a big believer of the quarterback makes the receiver, the receiver doesn't make the quarterback, and Mahomes can make anybody look good. But at some point, you, 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 he's, you know, outside of uh, your tight end there and Kelsey, you got to have somebody you can rely on. They've had that in this stretch. I don't know that uh, Tony is going to be that guy they're going to be able to rely on. Very talented. No arguing there, Donnie. But is he available? Yeah, they, Availability is they, the biggest problem. Exactly. The problem with last year is like, okay, whatever he gives us is a bonus. Now it's like, well, you better perform because we don't have that just bonus luxury anymore. And just getting started basically in the first practice of the season, tweaking a knee on a kick return, certainly doesn't hold out a ton of hope that he's going to be healthy all the way through. Let's take a look at Jimmy Garoppolo here. Now here's where I love the Raiders, right? You have a quarterback in Derek Carr. And we say, okay, well, maybe he's not a franchise guy. Let's move him. Eh, Second round pick, first round pick, multiple ones, multiple twos. You got absolutely nothing for him. So then you go out and go, you know what? We're going to make this move right here by bringing in Jimmy Garoppolo. So you're ready to have a press conference and introduce Jimmy Garoppolo. And all of a sudden, the owner gets a whisper in his ear. Hey, by the way, Jimmy Garoppolo's foot is all messed up here. Oh, yeah, what's wrong? Well, he might not be ready to start the season here. They take away all his bonuses, which basically meant if they cut Jimmy Garoppolo, they don't owe him anything. I don't know what the Raiders are doing, but Jimmy Garoppolo has actually been cleared here and will not be placed on the pup list. Thank goodness, I guess, for the Raiders, but no idea what they did this all season. And this move that we laughed, at least I laughed at, I don't see how it getting any better. I mean, the guy's going to get back on the field. Guy's always injured. Injuries stay injured, maybe? Unless you can keep him upright. Uh, I don't know what's happening here. Now, the good news is, if you're a, a Raiders fan, is that apparently he did pass that physical yesterday. So, and by doing so, that means he's going to be ready for camp, which is also huge because you need, he's got a whole lot of new wide receivers, a lot of new dudes catching passes here for the Raiders. And to have him there to help build that rapport heading into the season is huge to say the least so it's at least a step in the right direction until of course you know week two when he gets hammered and he's out for another seven weeks uh then the Raiders are going to be like what did we do let's go to 2024 real quick with the Raiders let me ask you this quick question Josh McDaniels will he be on the sideline week one 2024 game one yes 
One more. He'll Ooh. have. I think he'll have one more. Yeah, yeah, he'll have one more. Now, Davis. One more. Now, or, you know, a uh, Davis member family saying, you know what? I'm going to keep around for a few more years. Same guy that signed John Gruden to a 10-year deal. What do you make it? Three, three and a half years into that deal. Tough season for the Raiders coming up here for Mark Davis and the crew. We'll see. But how about this? Messy goal score. Yeah, it was big time. We'll talk about it next. Come on back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pink Stadium was locked and loaded on Friday night. 21,000 strong to witness at least Lionel Messi getting into the game, which he entered in the 54th minute, ended up scoring a goal in that game, and superstars LeBron James, Serena Williams, Gloria Estefan, and Kim Kardashian all in attendance, and they saw Messi do what he does best, a ridiculous free kick goal to give Inter-Miami the victory. I don't think you could have scripted a better start in my Miami for the messy era. Yeah, I mean, let's let's face it. The game was out of control. It, it was you could not have scripted anything better. It was Hollywood esque. The place went crazy. The hype around this guy uh, coming to town has been just over the top, and that place uh, has never seen that many people in and around it uh, for a debut of anything like that. You know, they've got a new stadium coming, but this one is not even in Miami, Donnie. It's in Fort Lauderdale in a stadium yeah. that was never really built with the idea of getting a Ronaldo or a Messi or somebody like that to come and play at it. Uh, so, yes, I do believe they'll be having uh, plans and money for a uh, very new stadium uh, very shortly here in Miami. By the way, Joe, give me the look on this. What would have happened on Friday night if Messi was in uniform but never actually played in the game? Would there have been a different atmosphere around the 90th minute? Yes, it would have. But there was <laughs> the way that game rolled out, there was no way. There was just absolutely <laughs> no way. And that bought you enough goodwill here for at least six months, that one game right there. By the way, congratulations to those on the FanDuel Sportsbook that took control or took advantage, I should say, of the so- soccer odds boost. Messi, anytime goal scorer, plus 250 price, cashes in late 
better late than never, as we like to say. Interesting times there for yep. Inter-Miami for the rest of the MLS season. We'll certainly be following that all the way through. There's another big soccer tournament going on right now. I believe it's the Women's World Cup, which the U.S. women's had a 3 to nothing victory. Let's break down what happened over the weekend and also maybe who wins a golden boot, who's going to shine for the U.S. It's all coming up next in hour number two. Stay tuned. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 